Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are here excitedly to discuss a new series on AMC. Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. There was a movie with the exact same name starring Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. I watched that movie quite a while ago and I read the book quite a while ago as well as Queen of the Dam because I watched that movie which was not as successful as the first one but I am very familiar with the source material so I was intrigued to hear about the show it stars one of my faves from Game of Thrones so I was I was excited to get into this and after this first episode I definitely definitely am looking forward to this journey since it is the first time we are jumping into a new series let's take a peek behind the curtains I just want to ask Piers maybe grab a pencil take some notes I'm about to drop knowledge this series was created by Roland Jones based on the 1976 novel of the same name Roland has a few credits to him such as uh, Showtime's Weeds and the United States of Terra. It is a gothic horror genre dark fantasy supernatural type of deal and it is based on the Vampire Chronicles not just the book by Anne Rice. This series is going to be seven episodes long, but it has already been renewed for a season two. Our starring cast, Jacob Anderson as Louis de Pont du Lac. I know my friends should be a lot better, but it's not. Sam Reed as Lestat or Lestat de Lioncourt. Eric Bog. Gussian as Daniel Malloy and Bailey Bass as Claudia. Out of our main cast, I've seen three in other projects. Uh, Jacob Anderson as stated in Game of Thrones, Sam Reed in Bell, and Eric Bagasian in Law and Order Criminal Intent. Recurring cast, we have Kyleen Coleman as Grace DePont. Dulac as Louis' sister, Assad Zaman as Rashid, Rashid or Amand, Ray Don Chong, blast from the freaking past, as Florence, that is also uh, Michael Chong's daughter, and she plays Louis's mother. Chris Stack as Thomas, Tom Anderson, and Christian Robinson as Levy. Frenier, which is Grace's husband. Executive producers on this series include Anne Rice, Christopher Rice, Roland Jones, and Alan Taylor, Mark Johnson, and produced by Adam O'Byrne and, or is it O'Byrne? No, it's O'Byrne and Jessica Held. The series is composed by Daniel Hart with a it looks like a pretty decent critical reception and response the aggravator on rotten tomatoes reported a 99 percent approval rating with an average of 8.25 out of 10 based on 63 critic reviews 
The website's critics' consensus reads with a playful tone and an expansive sweep that allows Anne Rice's gothic opus to mull like a chalice of blood. Interview with the Vampire puts a stake through concerns that the story couldn't be successfully resurrected. While Metacritic, which used a weighted average, assigned a score of 81 out of 100 based on 25 critics, indicating universal acclaim. The only negative reception i see is on imdb but i already know that imdb is a cesspool for people that just want to air out their whatever phobic feelings online to try to tank shows and i'm glad it wasn't included in the critical response on wikipedia and now that we've given credit where credit is due let's jump into this first episode let's go so before we do jump into the recap wherever listening to this podcast podbean stitcher apple podcast pass that that was like three words together go down to the radio section drop the stars leave some reviews my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for interview the vampire or any other show that we do blackercouch at gmail.com i am still getting over a cold so if it sounds like i am stuffed up which i feel like i am that is why that is why so we start in 2022 where daniel malloy truth seeker journalist pulitzer prize winner the person who would be sitting on his couch seeing commercials of himself and looking depressed uh gets gets some mail and it sets off the trajectory of what comes next he also likes putting together puzzles and i'm not sure if that's ever a hobby i will pick up any time soon just seems like a whole bunch of headache i would rather do words with friends he suffers tremors and it turns out later he has parkinson's and he has a mark on his neck which is very forbidding he receives tapes in the mail with a letter from louis de pont de lac he plays a tape that recounts louis admitting to being a 33 year old human before being turned into a vampire the letter remarks upon his following of daniel's career like oh it looks like you've grown up and matured since the last time i talked to you and i approve of this and thus i am offering you a chance to tell or to receive my full life story something they didn't finish the last time they met in san francisco some years ago when he was a much younger man and this is what i do recall from the book there are some changes here but i don't think it's enough for me to have a whole spoiler section on it so that's uh that's fine (laughs) but we do we do get a much more mature person uh and it, it picks up on that with with which we already know from the movies in a little bit right because in the movies he was telling him about this this story and he just really wanted to be turned into a vampire he meets the vampire who is surprised he didn't mention their encounter in his life story when he travels to dubai i know because i saw those uh i've seen those 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 are man-made types of uh 
islands that they create they look beautiful particularly at night but during the day i've seen photos of them they look like shit and uh, they're supposed to be submerged in water in like another 10 years it's actually pretty tragic but uh he says look my story already involved drugs and self-regret and i'm not including vampires for obvious reasons or i didn't include them for obvious reasons which is daniel's response uh, he does meet louis of course it's in this very darkened room i love the way that louis looks by the way i mean i don't care what thenia says he fine as fuck baby i don't always love that hairstyle but it works on him and then that black sweater he had on i was like you look way too yummy man he tells him you've grown old well we all can't be immortal bitch that's what i imagine daniel was thinking in his his head he's like well uh where's your coffin he's like you're sitting in it uh the coffin is his home with the darkened windows as i stated earlier he's also also filthy rich with a great deal of privacy in the emirates and thus even as he shows him that see i am still a vampire sunlight still harms me i am afforded a great deal for what i require which is a lot of privacy this passive aggressive tone from daniel has has some relevance because the last time that he and louis were in a room together all by themselves because he kicks out armon i'm guessing that's armon and that's literally a guess i have no idea but they never gave him a name and i didn't put on my subtitles so i could be incorrect but i'm guessing that only based on what i know from the book so i apologize if i spoiled nothing but it's really not a spoiler if you don't even know who the fuck armand is but he kicked him out of the room because he says i need to be alone with him that's not part of the deal but he's okay with it but he does point out that the last time i got disrespectful in louis viewpoint i got promptly fucked up for my sass i kind of love that he felt the need to run back the tape to be like uh here's the receipts of how you fucked me up i did like his response he's like you was disrespectful i was high he pretends to be disinterested in restarting the tale but louis points out he got on a plane in the middle of a pandemic with an autoimmune disease daniel pretends or drops the pretense that he's not seriously thirsty as fuck for this story because he's very self-critical as of his own actions he admits that he asked the wrong questions yes he unfolded everything wrong yes it was like a fever dream told to an idiot yes while he offers him a a uh, a respite you know how about you fresh it up you know have some lunch take a nap he's like i'm ready now because i'm an old man with all the triggers and this shit been on my bucket list since i started one so i'm ready first question how long have you been dead that laugh that louis gave what is love baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more 
It begins in 1910, five years since his father passed away, Louis's father, and left him a considerable fortune as the favored son in capital occurred from sugar plantations. They didn't make it clear if his father was Caucasian or not, although canonically there have been black plantation owners that have owned slaves it is something that is historically uncomfortable but has well some may feel is historically uncomfortable but is historic but it was not explicitly said other than one comment about their mother liking europeans something to that effect however jim crow he explains and electricity pushed a man of his color to new orleans particularly storyville where he moonlighted as a pimp named Dulac. i don't know what you heard about me but a bitch can't get a dollar out of me no cadillac no perms you can't see then i'm a motherfucking holy shit i just realized that i didn't even introduce the the first episode title the director or the writer my apologies (laughs) let's uh back up just for one second this first episode in thrones of increasing wonder was written by roland jones and directed by alan taylor and i gave it a 10 out of 10 if you couldn't tell with the excitement that i jumped into this recap now let's get back on track i i was laughing more than i should at the wooden legged horror coming across the street but that shit is realistic so is the fetishized nature of whorehouses as he's brought into a situation in which alderman fennick was cocked in the head by bricks for putting his dick in her shit box no hell no i laugh my ass off because it's like no i didn't yeah he did i told him to stop but he kept fucking don't believe me check his dick the alderman calls louis the n-word but recalls himself once he reveals who he is brick said i ain't cleaning off his dick another situation pops off as his brother paul a pulpit preacher wherever he can find a pulpit tries to turn tricks to god and god don't make it rain money so they ain't trying to have it get the fuck out my face with that shit louis yells at his bouncer for being ineffective ineffective he tries to send his brother home peacefully but he persists god told him to spread his word so he kicks him in the ass which is followed by a punch which louis can't allow so he pulls his sword on his own blood and makes a threat that felt very much lethal i will send you to jesus because you can't look weak on liberty it's not permissible he has to play into this persona which has become who he is but also conflicts lestat sees the whole entire interaction goes down and is immediately smitten household breakfasts are quite the affair because they live in a pretty established uh well-off lifestyle his sister prepares to get married paul preaches from a pulpit of his own design once again and his mother plans his sister's wedding despite his harsh treatment of his brother he does clearly love paul but paul is uh you know he's a little different 
he was removed from a hospital uh, from the hospital that his father had locked him up at and walked him to walks him to saint augustine's every morning because he's heavily religious but paul is more of a religious fanatic he also thinks birds are talking to him he seems like a schizophrenic if i had to diagnose and guess i did laugh when he was talking to father matthias who's like thank you for the donation he's like it's babysitting money and the other preacher went in there and he's like i want father matthias it's got to be really challenging to have a not only a moralizing brother who is a little mentally on the spectrum or suffering from possibly a schizophrenia that there isn't a lot of options for him other than the one that seems to make him a lot worse and despite morally being at odds he is uh himself a or at least formerly was a religious person we are talking about louis but he also is closeted with his sexuality and he's convinced himself he was seeking ass before absolution (laughs) by doing the things that he does to keep his family well taken care of in the lifestyle that they were used to because it's not even just about survival it's about surviving but also thriving the fairy tale which is a decadent whorehouse ran by lady what was her name uh carol miss carol i want to say it was no it was was it the fair play yes fair play was the name of the whorehouse he has a correlation with this woman which allows him to uh to get business from his other for his other houses i believe but he goes there to see lily and when he does go in there he can tell when there's out of towners since uh particularly the southerners so they're not used to seeing a black man walking around and not in chains he's invited to a card game by mr anderson as he goes to seek out lily it's there on the balcony that he meets lestat for the first time who oozes sexual charm emasculation and admiration all at the same time while vying for the affections of lily because he's like uh what do you mean he kept making comments like oh i'm surprised what what, what you trying to say what you trying to say and you got the best seat in the house how'd you manage this shit you trying to show me up right now and he does he showed him all the fuck up i loved everything about this interaction it was very uh tit for tat it leaves louis feeling murderous and horny at the same time as he loses his barter for the affections of lily because he put so much money on the table and his damn ring that lily could not uh, do anything but go with the the one that won the auction louis said i came for her but i left thinking about only him the next time they meet is at a card game the same one mr anderson invited him to 
Lestat, Lestat or Lestat? I can't. It's my it's my allergies right now or my code right now. <laughs> it's probably a combination of both. That's not making me say his name correct, or I feel like I'm saying it wrong. But it is French, and I can speak French a lot more fluently when I'm not this this uh, congested. But seeing that he's bad at cards, and this is not going to be another dick waving contest. <laughs> it allows louis to to relax a little bit because he's in his arena although i did love that sick burn when he's like yeah we already met yeah we met at a stand you know haggling over a bouquet of lilies mr anderson proposes a, another house ran by louis but only despite him maximizing the profits wants to give him the minimum profit of 10 percent for doing all the work because there's the investors and there's the laborers and that goes back to to america and slavery the one that benefits from all of the labor is the ones that are not engaging just because they're white lestat shows his power by freezing everyone at the poker table and telling him that he is appalled i love how the scene went down too when he's talking to him in his head at the way that these people look down upon his greatness he trades his six for a jack so he gives him a full house and he says yeah i'm gonna need help with your protection against the wolves and i'm thinking it don't need it don't look like you need any protection especially after you took out that poor dude who was just you know wanting to turn off some gas lamps and he ended up becoming breakfast they're talking about this flu that's going around a flu that drains all your blood i can believe it though i can't tell you how many times they just diagnose shit with whatever they think these doctors are not doctors despite daniel having questions in 2022 he tells him louis that is let the tail seduce you as he seduced me because i was being hunted and completely aware that it was happening as he takes him to the theater as the two become very close friends uh grace when he talks to his sister about it wants him to bring over this white man for dinner because french is still white and mama likes europeans also they discuss their brother about putting him because he's not taking the fact that grace is getting buried very well and maybe he should go to this place that levi recommended but but louis dis- dismisses that idea and it's it's a hard one right because you don't want to see your brother locked up but at the same time what and how can you protect him from himself Uh, he does admit that paul crawled into his bed and cried for like an hour he gives her tickets for her honeymoon trip around the world because he doesn't want her to be concerned about anything besides being a blushing bride dinner with with the stat goes about as well as one can expect with paul being ever more confrontational to lestat who admits to loving his mother but hating his father whose temper he apparently inherited as they found him lacking and beat and starved him after he fell in love with philosophy and probably music and all the things that uh may 
may be too soft i don't know i don't know what the reasons were but i'm sure it has to do with the sexuality and thus he tells him in french there is a notion between him and christ louis gets upset because he says not around my family don't do that crazy shit that you be doing i love when he starts talking in french you talk dirty to me that is one language you could talk to me in and i will absolutely do anything for you (laughs) um so after this they they uh they go walking and drinking and despite louis being upset initially he uh he tries to explain to lestat what's happening but he says oh it's all right you don't have to you know explain yourself to me i'm not judging you but he is keeping them ignorant in their comfort for his father's own failures but also from what he's doing to keep them in that comfort and the line the earth is a savage garden is lovely he invites him for a nightcap and he's like look i I got you a gift it's it's a flower and he looks up and there's lily who is getting undressed upstairs and it looks like uh they're about to have a threesome but that threesome turned into a little drink which apparently is so good the feelings circle the (laughs) rings of saturn and back and i'm like where do the fuck do i sign up for that shit he admits he wasn't aware of his own homosexuality to daniel in the future although since then he has accepted it even though he said i had a few drunken encounters i guess that means i knew that there was a possibility but i never actually actively like fuck this woman i really want the man he does recall that he and daniel met in a gay bar he was like it was the best place to score and i wonder if daniel is also closeted because he admits to being married two times but he also doesn't want to talk about his life and he says you could be a lot of things in new orleans because after this great moment of them just looking at each other in absolute harmony and love uh even with homegirl lily leaving like shit that was the best day of my life he uh he says you could be a lot of things in new orleans but an openly gay negro isn't one of them so he decided he's never gonna see lestat again the wedding goes forth with the brothers performing for the bride i thought it was a nice little wedding felt very new orleanian after the wedding the brothers head up to the roof something they used to do to watch the sun coming up he uh he wonders if his sister is content and happy and louis says i believe that she is with levi he also says that he and lestat are not going to see each other again because they don't have the same business but paul is more happy that they're no longer interacting because he's the devil and he told me so without his lips moving and then seemingly out of nowhere he says i had too much checkered cake and jumps off the roof committing suicide right in front of louis and he remarks it was the last time i saw the sun again i felt that for him even daniel had to stop 
put his laptop down like oh shit that came out of nowhere and he joins him on his balcony because the sun is now down and continuing and despite continuing to be morose about death uh because he keeps bringing up the fact that daniel's dying louis admits the human was utterly destroyed the vampire is just bored back in the past father matthias and the family processed the death with louis's mother outright blaming louis for his treatment believing he must have said something because now paul is in hell and it's all his fault father matthias's face was all of us this, this is not okay i'm so happy ray don chan is still getting somewhere because i loved her i really did i watched almost all of her movies lestat crashes his brother's funeral lestat crashes his brother's funeral with the briefest of condolences sorry sorry i'm sorry sorry i like that they did a traditional new orleans funeral with you know them taking the casket through the city but he remarks everything else is going on business as usual lestat is more upset that lily is a poor substitute for him and he has been on his balcony every night longing and he is not a man used to being ignored louis is upset because his brother is dead and you showing up talking about how you want me to come over and he says believe me he wished for that flagstone the disrespect my dude he said no not here and i was immediately thinking of rick and morty (laughs) and that with sleepy gary he's like not in the house louis bouncer tried to intervene and got a burst spleen for his efforts lestat is very persistent at the graveyard his mother continues to slight him with grace telling him not to let her hatred inside as she needs to put her grief somewhere and i'm like and he should have to bear that i don't know if that's fair to ask i know it's immediate you keep saying she doesn't mean it but damn she's been she's been throwing it right in his face and he is already suffering that's not good for him i mean that's really hard to say don't let that shit inside he remarks i wanted to grieve alone but he would not allow it he goes to see lily but he learns after drinking heavily that she died two weeks ago found drained of blood which is somehow connected to a fever outbreak another devastating blow so in his desperation he seeks out father matthias to confess help me help me nigga the acting in this show blew me out of the water i was not expecting it in this last scene in particular oh my god it hit me it hit me because he he really did confess he says i'm a big man in a big house with cotton in my ears to ignore the cries of the girls that i just pimp out who ain't got nothing like the things that i i i encourage them to do he admits he admits to sleeping with the devil and now his spinally claws are all up in him this motherfucker showed up and killed father matthias i am inevitable now father matthias he's like uh that confession not gonna save you from shit <laughs> i am your lord and your savior savior 
that squeak that squeak had me dying i should not be laughing at these parts but it was hilarious because he knew he knew in that moment he was dead and he killed that man and turned right back around to seducing louis who is in all types of shock and is told that he has swallowed his sorrow in this miserable life for far too long and he wants to give him a dark gift his god could never so is that part of the attraction the dichotomy of good and evil inside of louis on top of the sheer amount of humanity or humility it means to be a black man in america and gay and that eternal internal struggle and external shame for it is something he feels the need to liberate him from he wants to make him powerful in a way that no one could shame him again because he is worth something more being so close to the devil and still believing in god just some food for thought he threw some thick ass game at your boy though starting with i love you and this thing frightens me as much as it frightens you but bitch be my companion be my boo for all the time louis felt seen despite the barbaric scene around him of murder and chaos and also he just destroyed the house of the lord he was talking that poetic justice I recognize your fragrance, hold up, you ain't never gotta say shit, uh, and I know you taste this, a little bit, mmm, high maintenance, uh, everybody else basic, you live life on an everyday basis, with poetic justice, poetic justice, if I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it, I mean I write poems in these songs, dedicated to you in, he said be all the beautiful things that you are, and without apology for all eternity, and he could resist no more, and he drained him of all his blood until he was almost dead and then he gave him some of his blood and he talks about the feeling of the heartbeats in his head and he sat there until he realized the heartbeat was his and the stats and then they sat there and radiant uh sat there radiant in the throes of increasing wonder as their heartbeats are now one and that shit sounded so beautiful if we didn't know how horrific it went down and i was like oh i'm all in this bitch i am here for this <laughs> i am so here for that i thought this was done cinematic cinematically there we go cinematically artful but also it has all of those deeper layers to it with it being very effortless you know you have the blood you have the gore and you see the monster that he is but then you see him pleading with his eyes and you feel the emotional toll of the situation and you can see you can see how louis gets very sucked into this as seductively as i was so that is going to conclude the recap of this episode we do have feedback so let's hop into the mailbag What up, Stina? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for interview with the Vampire um, Season 1, Episode 1. Um, I don't really have much to 
compare this to because I did watch the movie with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise um, and Kirsten Dunst but that was a long time ago and I haven't seen it recently so I'm pretty much just you know going off of just the show I know a lot of details are changed even the race of the the gentleman that you know was turned and I'm assuming his sexual orientation. I don't know if that was a part of the, the movie. Um, and unfortunately, Interview with a Vampire, the um, book is on my to-read list, but it is on there with about a thousand other books. So I've never read the book, but it's definitely something I wanted to read. Um, so um, I'm just, you know, just watching it as play out as is. Um, the episode was very interesting i i enjoyed the the time period and the the race aspect it does make me curious about how this is going to change the power dynamic now that um the title character i i don't know why i just realized that i don't know his name <laughs> i don't think i realized i don't think i i don't think i thought about anybody's name but, um, you know, him being um, in Louisiana, he, I mean, we know they, they look at him like he's not anything, even though he is a wealthy black person. Dude dropped the, called him a, a, a nigger right after, as he was called to help the situation right at the beginning of the episode. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy to me to think that like, that's why when someone tells me, like, oh, you know, I can't be racist, I dated a black girl, or I, you know, my kids have black, it's like, these dudes in here fucking, literally fucking a black prostitute, and having sex with her, and the owner of this establishment comes in to try and figure out why he bleeding from his fucking head, um, and just him touching him he for, like you know clearly he's having some memory loss with that head injury don't remember who he is just like immediately like don't fucking touch me like i don't want a black person touching me you was literally just had your dick in the ass of a black woman and now you're you're setting boundaries so it, it things like that like i i don't think people understand it i should say that i don't think that i don't think they want to because Having sex with someone that's a different race doesn't change your um, ingrained actual thoughts of them. You know, you know. I'm sure there was this was an outlier. You know, you know. If to me, if you if you say, you know, oh oh, I have a black friend, or my cousin uh, is married to a black guy and he's cool as hell, we're best friends. Like, if you can um, think of like if you only can think of one person to in that race and that's literally your defense I don't I don't want to hear it <laughs> so I am interested to see how this uh, power dynamic will change with him still being the same person in the same situation we we saw many instances of microaggression and we've seen flat-out racism you know you're sitting at the table with the same money as everybody at the poker table but they don't think of you the same um, but now you you know, you have the capability of physically hurting someone because you're stronger than them, playing mind games with them. Um, so I'm very, very interested in seeing how this is going to change. 
I don't know what like the relationship is gonna be between you know the original vampire and the title character um, but I am very interested in seeing how this plays out um, I thought that their um, encounter when they were like fighting over Lillian was interesting and then it turns out that he wasn't even having sex with her he just wanted to talk and he just didn't want this you know French newcomer to, to one up him his anger was palpable at that table um, and then his friend I'm gonna just call him Claude even though I don't think this is the name it sounds like a French name he was very intrigued um, but he you know I, I I don't know how old he is and I don't know if we're supposed to know that we know he's an older vampire but I don't know if he's old enough to you know understand that you know you know he's not racist because he's seen so much um, or if he's like you know just he was just grew up in a different area like I know in France like you know it was different for black people people are going to be racist towards black people everywhere but I know the dynamic amongst them were different so maybe that's why he doesn't feel that way about black people um, but I definitely know that he must have saw something in him that even the, the black main character didn't see himself or was try maybe just trying to fight it because you know being black is hard enough and then you add a gay black man on top of it in Louisiana that that can't that can't be something that's easy to to um, deal with um, that's probably why he just kept himself it's it, like that inner anger he had like, he was just always angry because he was fighting his who he was and he was probably really alone um, not to mention the dynamic with his family um, it's always interesting to me to see characters in like like you know time set in the, the far past when you can look at someone and see, see that they have some type of mental health disorder but that wasn't like a thing back then like people I want I always wonder how many people they thought were witches or they thought were possessed when they really were like maybe schizophrenic bipolar um, they had uh, Parkinson's you know um, um, Multiple, multiple sclerosis like things like that when they were thinking that it was some type of evil possession but it was just some type of either neurological mental disorder or a neurological physical disorder just it's just things I always think about because um, his brother was clearly you know unwell and you know his mom like blaming him for his brother's suicide like what what have you seen to make you think your son would do that to his brother? I like there were times they got into arguments, but he showed nothing but love for his brother and his mom was dead ass wrong and that shit was sad. Like you know, the like feeling that way, you know, you you like can't even feel like you could be at the funeral cuz your mom hates you. Um and she had some audacity too like for you to sit here and talk shit about your son you're living in a house that otherwise you wouldn't be able to afford he's paying bills you throwing parties having weddings and shit with the that that dirty ass money that you you hate so much like if you really really felt that way mom 
you would be living in a shack and, and cleaning somebody's house and working yourself. But you with that fancy ass dress on, those servants, all of that money, all that nice, fancy, cushy life, you can't have it both ways, fam. And people like that get on my fucking nerves. You get the fuck off your high horse because you, if you're not that special. You, you don't have a backbone. I don't know what your husband did to fuck up all your money, but your son saved you. And if you really, truly didn't care for what he did, you wouldn't be living in the lap of luxury. You would have a humble, humble life because your, your husband left you guys with nothing and you don't want to, to you, your son to be in that life. And he's only doing it to keep you guys in the lap of luxury. So everything about his mom, I don't like. I don't like people like her. Um, I, I hope that he at least has a relationship with his sister and his, you know, you know, nieces and nephews. And then, you know, as, as time goes on, he's, he at least has some type of uh, relationship or at least knowledge that they still exist because it seems as though his sister still loves him. It's just, you know, the, the whole incident with the brother at the wedding, you know, I guess it was like the, the, the morning after the wedding was pretty sad everything about that just sucked um but i did like i will honestly say the the scene between like i, I know it's not his name but i'm gonna call him claude the older vampire and then the black vampire now um when when they were like in there with lillian and then it turned into like it was like a threesome that turned kind of into just two men having sex and i'm assuming that's when he killed lillian i, I don't know why he killed her at all i don't i wasn't able to rewatch, so i'm just going by memory um, that shit was sexy as hell. Not gonna lie. Like, I, I don't think biting blood and stuff like that is normally sexy, but they, it worked for this scene because when he was, I believe his name was Grey Worm when he was in Game of Thrones. I never found him attractive. I thought his relationship with, um, oh God, her name is Emmanuel. I can't think of what her, her name was on the show, but, uh, uh, you know the the girl that he he cared about their relationship was very cute and very heartwarming and i shipped it but i didn't find him attractive i definitely find him attractive in this show and i don't know if it's because he has different he, like he looks different he has like regular clothes on he has hair it's the way he's talking i don't know what it is but i i definitely find him more attractive in this show um so i i i saw a lot of previews i I've been uh, not watching because I knew you were going to podcast on it. And I've already, like, binge-watched The Midnight Club. So I can't join that until literally the very end. <laughs> if I will even remember all of it by then. Um, so I was like, well, let me hold off on watching this so that I can at least join in with this. So um, I saw, like, the preview for the next episode just because I didn't know you were going to be um, podcasting on this when I first watched it. Um, but, um, I know that there's some new characters that are going to be in there and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, what's happening. I've been staying off of like the, um, social media related to this show because I, I didn't want to be spoiled, but I, I am concerned about whether it'll be renewed or not because I've, in my, like in the recent years, shows that I like have not gotten renewed, um. Luckily for us, Sandman was not one of them. But, you know, it, it makes me kind of weary to watch season one of shows. But, you know, 
I'm here now, so I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so I will end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, and black girl magic. We'll be on the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So I have read the books. Uh, I don't actually remember the movie very much. I remember the Queen of Dan movie halfway. Uh, and thus, and thus, um, there are some differences, but not as, like, we'll see as the show goes on. Uh, as stated, it has already been renewed for a second season, so you don't have to worry about that. I don't know. Um, I get what you mean. The shows you not wanting not being renewed, but I've, I think I've kind of taken a mournful, like, yeah. I have to I have to go in with the with the thought processes this might be the only season I get so I'm now going in thinking these are experiences that I will maybe possibly one more of but shit half the time the first seasons ain't even that great and then the ones with the first seasons are great it is more like man I would love to see if they could do this better but uh that is something I've learned to just kind of Eh, it was an experience <laughs> but i also get like i've i've learned to get over the butt hurt i suppose um because even when westworld was canceled i was just like okay 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 <laughs> it's like i don't have it in me anymore to just to just to to be so so unhappy um when it happens because this is that's just the business that they're in uh with Lestat or not Lestat Louis he knew he was gay so um that wasn't a new surprise for him but yeah he didn't actually you know actively um do anything with a man with the full intentions of doing something with that male I think that was the first time I at least that's how I read it yes with French they do it is different because they didn't allow slavery in france but i'm not gonna give them too much credit because they are all part of the slave trade and that's just factual um you know yeah you could get if you're in france soil you could be free but so was the europe if you go to britain slavery's not wasn't a, a thing there and it was illegal on the shores and yet they didn't stop people from taking black people off the street and selling them to the slave trade so i i don't know how much uh, i am gonna do a french credit uh, I, I think there's a lot more integration particularly around the louisiana time uh they 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 unlike uh the europeans weren't as uh, dismissive of the not so much they they didn't participate in slave trade they weren't as dismissive of the black person as britons were um it still exists to a certain extent but just not as horrifically uh but as i mean again that's all subjective because i don't live on haiti and look how look where haiti is right now (laughs) that's a french settlement where the slaves freed themselves and has not had a good place on the center stage of things due to how their country treated their independence afterwards so i mean it's complicated but i do think you are correct with louis coming from a more european background he doesn't have that ingrained uh fully ingrained the way britons convinced themselves that black people were just an inferior not even human beings really 
um whereas they had a little bit more of a uh, it was more like a niche thing like yeah you're still a nigger but especially when it came to black women they didn't have any problems you know having babies with them or or gifting them their fortunes or things in, of that nature uh you yes i'm with you with the mother as far as you know it's never okay to blame your son for the death of your other son uh but just to play devil's advocate to say that you know there's no absolutely no uh recourse for her even having that thought process i don't know within the show i wouldn't say that i mean he put a knife to his brother's throat yeah he loved his brother but he kicked him in the ass he punched him you know when he's at dinner and he's embarrassing him he tells him to shut the fuck up you know it's not like yes he can love you can love someone and treat him kindly but you also could get impatient with him that's not fighting that's you know you're actively dismissing him whether he felt he needed to do that or whatever it's complicated i get it but i don't say she doesn't have any thought to say hey you guys went up there maybe you did get into a big argument and that would be enough to set someone out that's just you said what did you say to him um so while no i can't support her actions whatsoever i don't think she's out of the realm of possibility that hey something could have happened on that roof that may in her mind have led to the death of her son but that's of course denying that's just grief unfortunately that's just it's fucked up but grief can turn people fucking insane especially if you're already dealing with a certain level of guilt you know because she loves her son but she doesn't know what to do more so than even a brother i think a mother uh will feel a certain a lot of personal responsibility and that's between her and her maker i mean it's really sad that her son has to feel the brunt of that because particularly and i was um listening to the conversation earlier you mentioned you know she how she's hypocritical but she was defending louis when paul was trying to to jump and she doesn't know everything as he even pointed out i keep them pretty ignorant of what i actually do yeah they know i'm probably not all the way on the right side of the law but at the same time i don't think they know how depraved he's gotten in to the the side of the law that he's on and he's sure they're not asking questions and that's to be expected but that's also 1910 in a woman's role uh it's not even if he she were to ask questions it's not like he gonna tell her just the same way that you know the father had him pretty bankrupt until you know the death and he wasn't aware of that i mean that's just uh unfortunately a part of the societal norm is that women aren't supposed to be in doctrine with those mainly responsibility types of things such as their finances they're meant to be you know uh treated well done well um and there's nothing to say that louis while he's giving them servants and all that i mean again he's choosing to thrive instead of just survive and that's a personal choice for him as well so i don't i i think everybody is culpable in a certain way because that's the you know (laughs) you're making a sacrifice for being in the world in which you're inhabiting and it is that type of world and you're gonna have to deal with those type of things that's just the nature of it um but i do know she was uh prior to that event she was actually defending her son against paul 
to say you know don't judge your brother harshly you know he's doing what he needs to do and even if he is doing something that's not uh, all the way on the up and up you know it is in an effort to one day get somewhere where we could do things in a in a far more uh legal basis uh uh as far as um the one girl lily though she was there that night that they left but i'm thinking because he said he never went back and there seemed to be a time jump so between the wedding so i'm guessing there's three to four weeks and i think that he got frustrated i think he was getting lily but then after he couldn't get what she he wanted from lily anymore that would lead to more information about louis he killed her but i think part of the the part of the way in which he got louis was to make sure the people that was closest to him were no longer available to be close to him so i think there is going to be a little bit of a a dichotomy there going on um a, a little bit of a uh what's the word i'm looking for or that you mentioned uh a power di- dynamic but lestat is a a vampire who's very strong to the vampire for a very long time and i am going to let the story tell the story about where he comes from as a person uh and where louis is because i think that all ties into the things that happen next uh but it is uh you know where we meet or let me just say this uh lestat is considered an anti-hero he is someone who has a capacity for good but also can be very cruel and evil so that is a part of the relationship and i think the pool between him and louis because they have that same little bit of angel and devil on the sides based on the things that's happened to them in their lives and what's happened to lestat definitely influences a lot of who he is as a person and that's all i will say and i can't wait to hear your feedback for the next episode and last but not least we have queen shy hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for interview with a vampire i did um break down and watch it since you gave more time before you did your podcast and um yeah i needed a minute my brain needed a a minute so um as as you know i'm not big in this in the horror type genre and i kind of put this in that type of space um i could be wrong i mean it's not like that jump scare like horror like you know freddy you know nightmare nightmare on street type but it does have lots of gore and blood and uh not so nice scenes and those are the types of things that i don't i can't stomach as well <laughs> jump scare blood and guts it's like i just can't i'll close my eyes if i know it's coming or look the other way so yes i'm a big wuss when it comes to stuff like that that's why i really couldn't get too far into the walking dead um because of that it's just i can't it's it's hard for me to fully enjoy uh what's going on when that's an aspect of the show um this one wasn't 
the first episode at least until the end which we obviously saw what happened it wasn't too bad um but yeah i remember watching the movie i watched it twice but it's been so long since i watched it i know there are some differences um whereas you know obvious differences where louis is black versus him being white in the in the movie and the fact that this one is based in new orleans um whereas i think um the movie was san francisco um and i think also that i don't remember them lestat and louis being in a sexual relationship i don't remember that being a thing that they were gay um versus to the show uh, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I, I know Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt um, played the movie characters uh, version of these. and But yeah, I'm not recalling things being of a sexual nature more so than like a bromance or a um, like a like a, a dominant versus submissive type of a relationship. Um, kind of thing and I know that the backstories this backstory for um Louis is different um for this and for obvious reasons um you know being New Orleans versus San Francisco but it's still based on you know Louis feeling like um this loneliness and you know the despair and then Lestat coming in and swooping in and uh, taking advantage of that uh, to get him because he felt an in this case of the TV show an attraction a kindred spirit to Louis and um, yeah so um, but it was you know it was sad because I, 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 I knew a tragedy would have to befall um, Louis for him to go down this dark path that he did um in the show so it came in a form of you know just obviously the sign of the times back then and then combine that with you know you know being black um and then of course his brother committing suicide his mom blaming him for some reason like why would you think um that louis would um intentionally do something or say something to her Paul um they are <clears throat> I mean he seemed Paul seemed Paul Louis seems very protective of Paul in certain ways obviously he still was um stern with him but also protective I mean I know that was grief talking but that's that always that's that always sucks when you know your parent um go there when even in grief it's still not something pleasant to experience um so again i guess so i'm thinking louis always known he was attracted to men but obviously like again with and he even mentioned that you know there's no way uh in those tight day and age um that being openly gay would be acceptable um it's bad enough being black let alone being a black gay man um so then he used lily as like a um a cover um to 
not so people wouldn't be suspicious of him, but from what she was saying, he mostly just talked to her. I mean, he did go down on her in that one scene, but I'm thinking that was more to do with Lestat, Lestat, sorry, than um, Lily herself, that the the attraction, the aura of uh, Lestat was just overbearing and just arousing to him. So, yeah, I didn't understand. Again, I don't remember from the movie, didn't read the book, so I'm not, I didn't understand how, why Lestat was so forceful when it comes to Luis's family, but, you know, I guess he, like he said, he was overcome by whatever memory with it when it when it he was talking to Paul about his dad and religion and all that stuff so um yeah what else do I want to say about this one we, we have uh, the the author um Daniel Malloy Malloy is that if I remember correctly he's um has Parkinson and um I don't remember who played him in the movie and I, I don't know if we're gonna get more of him if he's more featured in the book or just a someone just that purpose is you know listening to Louis tell his tale of his life um curious about was it Claudette is that what was her name the little girl I'm curious if if they're gonna change anything about that um, like how she come to be and where she's at now. Cause I don't remember, I don't remember from the book. Did she, did she died? Yeah, she died. Her and Liz, Liz thought died in the movie, if I remember correctly. Um, cause she was out of control. I don't know. I mean, uh, I hope y'all watched the movie. <laughs> I'm like talking about this movie, like y'all watched it. So sorry spoiler i mean obviously it's a tv show things are already different from this than the movie so um i'm very i think yeah we all said we watched it right i don't know sorry my bad spoiler alert um i mean i actually don't remember i'm thinking that's what happened so um like i said it's been a very long time since i've watched the movie um but uh, yeah, I mean, I am curious about it. I am um, very, you know, intrigued, but at the same time, apprehensive because, again, yes, um, now that he's a full-fledged vampire, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot more gore and blood and all that stuff. And like I said, poor, oh yeah, R.I.P. Father Matthias. They didn't have to do him like that or his partner. Uh, other the other priest staying that was so messed up but uh and lily r.i.p lily i mean dang, he didn't have to do her like that that's all i'm like he was just so not nice <laughs> and so and i and that's the point because i in the movie he wasn't nice either he, he was charismatic but he wasn't a nice person um so um i think i'm rambling now i don't have too much more to say about it um gonna play it by ear um if it becomes too much i might end up bailing but for now like i said this episode wasn't too bad uh it just got a little um crazy at the end but 
it was tolerable until then so um that's all i got until next time much love peace and black girl magic clean of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode well you need to hold your butts girl i was really surprised when i saw you jump in here because i was like oh this is this is gore this is totally not usually up her her uh windpipe but uh <laughs> um you might need to 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 be holding be looking away from the screen when you're when you're watching i guess i'm the only book reader i was deep in the Anne rice when i was uh, a teenager so uh yeah this is this is going back i, I read the whole entire chronicle so i have a full uh understanding of the book and show differences and let me just tell you right now the vampire uh movie the interview with the vampire yeah of course of course that's why i like the fact that they're doing it correctly they completely toned down the homosexual elements of that book and let me just tell you they're there (laughs) there's no oh we're just a romance fuck that shit they're soulmates they're they're literally soulmates uh, you were referencing some things from the books that yes or from the movie that does happen in the books but it's it's later on down the line they are going to make some changes i know for a fact because uh claudette is not going to be played by a little girl of all of about what five or seven years old uh so that's that's one part of it um and yeah they they clearly wanted to take the element out of the movie as much as possible to get people to watch it without necessarily not being true to the book in a way but to say i don't i don't think i ever even watched the movie with a with a lens of oh this is just a bromance i always watched it with the lens of this is a a homosexual relationship there are many of them in the books uh multiple so um i don't know how they could get away with the the, the, and they they focus on only interview with the vampire that's why um but lots of things lots lots of things happen and what you said while it is spoiler it's not concrete it's not uh, it's not the end of the story but it it does, does tell you and i think that yeah you're correct though most people probably watch the movie and if they didn't they read the books and fully know what they're getting into as far as how the story unfolds in a certain way um maybe i'm the only person that saw louis was on a pretty dark path before he met lestat i mean yeah he certainly had his better angels about him but i mean he know he was not doing the right he even admitted himself i mean we have to take the character like i'm an alcoholic i uh i know that people are suffering and i'm pretty much turning my back to that suffering and reinforcing that this is what they're gonna do so there's a lot of complications to louis that i don't want to make him out at least i don't see him as someone with a halo above him he is someone that would be i mean look at all the things that happened before he got turned into a vampire i mean this guy is talking to you know he's freezing time he's not surprised when he's like yeah those dead people that's you he in his soul he knows something's not right with lestat but he still wants to be next to him anyway and that tells me that he is he was talked into that dark path but he what it did come out of nowhere like he didn't completely contaminate him as much as he's liking or telling that story 
Um, and the fact of it is, there's a story after that story. So that's why I'm like, ah, man, how much am I am I gonna be coaching my words here? But I think in this in the show, um, just based on his confession alone and and what he said about his own persona and and how he reacted to Lestat, I'm not any other person be running in the other direction like fuck no but you know he literally got his i mean he knows that he probably killed lily he knows that he killed father the matthias and he's still like well i feel seen so yeah he was seduced heavily very much so but um he kind of was on that slippery path with the devil unfortunately before he showed up and I think that the mother thinks that she that he unintentionally said something that set off Paul but again I do agree everything with what you and Mimi are saying it's it's still not okay and Lily was very much his beard but she uh she served her purpose and now she's dead And all I will say is Lestat got problems. He got problems. And I think that the show is going to explore what his problems are. I think that's part of what the story is between these two people. And uh, yeah, uh, I won't say more than that because I don't want to get deeply into the spoilers. But very good commentary. Love to see how you're going to react as the violence is, is probably going to rev up quite a bit. If you want to send feedback once again for our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>